On this special edition sellout crowd roundtable, I'm going to be joined by three of my sellout friends, Garen Emig, Jenny Carlson, Barry Trammell. We're going to be talking about the college football playoff and a reaction to the surprising selections of the college football playoff committee, leaving out the undefeated Florida State Seminoles. But first, let's talk about our sponsor of this podcast, Oklahoma Ford Dealers. Drive into your best in Oklahoma Ford Dealers today for all of the best deals on Ford's full lineup of trucks and SUVs. Ford is the best in Oklahoma. I know that. I've got a Ford vehicle with over 180,000 miles on it. We call her Sammy Joe. She's reliable. She's the best. And Ford is the best. Now let's get to our reaction right here at selloutcrowd.com of the college football playoff selections. Well, we knew after the results this weekend in college football that we might get chaos and chaos we got today with the college football playoff rankings coming out. Michigan one, Washington two, Texas three, Alabama four, an undefeated ACC champion, Florida State does not get in. I'm Todd Lisenby, Barry Trammell, Jenny Carlson, Garen Emig are all with me today. Garen, let's start with you. What were your first thoughts when you saw the top four released today? Well, I was surprised that uh, the committee went a place I didn't think it would in leaving out an undefeated Power Five team. Felt bad for uh, Jordan. I felt bad for Jordan Travis straight away. I mean, it's gosh, do you guys? I, I I hope we all saw stayed with the show, the selection show, long enough to see the the reaction shot in Tallahassee. That poor kid's right in the middle of it, right? He's got his foot up and all casted, and he looks down, essentially realizing that it, indirectly. And this is the the shame of of the decision from a Florida State sam- standpoint. This is all his fault. He, he he gets hurt, and that's essentially why Florida State's not playing for a a shot at a at a national championship. So um, disappointed for Florida State for that reason. Having watched Texas dismantle Oklahoma State, I'm not going to argue that the Longhorns don't deserve a shot. Having seen Alabama beat Georgia, hard to argue that Alabama doesn't deserve a shot. I don't know what my fellow panelists think here. But to me, the real loser is the fact that we're still we're still feeling the four team playoff, yeah. and I've I've been anti four team since we got sick and tired of what I call cookie cutter CFP selections. Uh, Alabama and Clemson, of course, being most symbolic of that, like five years ago. This this should have been fixed five or six years ago. It wasn't. That was to the loss and the detriment of of really the college football public, in my opinion, the fans. A chance to expand the fun and and generate even more buzz over the course of a regular season has been lost, and now it's done real damage. I mean, it was it was all fun and games until today, and it was going to do damage regardless of who got left out because there, we knew that someone who deserved a shot wasn't going to get a shot, and that's 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 just there. There's always going to be somebody left out, right? I mean, even when you've got a 68 team NCAA basketball tournament field, there's always somebody that feels bad at the end of the day. So even at the expansion of 12 next year, there's going to be somebody left out. But I have to say, as they were revealing the teams, when they got to three, I, I thought to myself, if Texas isn't in this spot, it's going to be a travesty. And there they were, and I'm glad they were, because you go to Alabama, you win in Tuscaloosa. Some people said, well, that was a long time ago. It was this season. If you go to Tuscaloosa and win by double digits and you no matter if it's the first game of the season or the last game, that matters. And I'm glad it mattered to the selection committee. I'm glad they put Texas at number three. But then as they were revealing four and five, I was not sure what was going to happen. I'm with Garen. I think it's hard to have a Florida State team go undefeated in one of the power five conferences 
and leave them out. They did everything that they could do. They could only win the 13 games in front of them. And I understand the quarterback situation. I feel terrible for Jordan Travis, but I also feel terrible for everybody else that was part of wins after he got hurt. They've got a fantastic defense that kept him in games. They have an offense that figured out a way to win games, and yet they find themselves undefeated and not having a chance to go play for a championship. To me, I just don't see how that is possible with the selection committee. I, I guess fundamentally I can understand it, but it's still really hard for me to wrap my head around. I just feel good because uh, Batman has been defrocked. <laughs> a week ago, I sat uh, next to Garen at the OSU Brigham Young game. It's 24-6 at halftime. BYU's dominating OSU. I'm making all the plans that go with OSU, not making it to Arlington, whatever, whatever. And he sits there and says, they're going to come back and win. Mike Gundy's got the magic fairy dust. Cowboys are going to rally. I said, you're nuts. They're dead in the water. And he said, it'll happen. And indeed, it happened. And I said, <laughs> you're Batman. <laughs> on the way home from Dallas last night, Garen, he, he said, they got to put Florida State in. They got no choice. They got to. I said, I don't know. I, don't, I couldn't see this committee or any other committee not putting in an SEC team. And then we saw today they, they put in an SEC team at the exclusion of a 13-0 Florida State. I actually don't mind the selection. Listen, it's a tough deal. You guys talked about the 14 playoff. There were five teams, you know, that deserve consideration. Somebody's going to get left out. My problem with was the rationale for leaving out Florida State, that they don't have their quarterback. Since they lost their quarterback, they, uh, they beat an arch rival in tough fashion. You know, the same week that Alabama, with its quarterback, needed a miracle mm -hmm. to beat its mediocre arch rival. Yep. And then, uh, last night, Alabama, to its everlasting credit, takes down Georgia in, the, uh, in Atlanta in the SEC title game. And Florida State wins with its third-team quarterback. With Tate Rodemaker is out with an apparent concussion. They have to go with this Glenn fellow. Didn't do much. They just had to scratch and claw. I didn't come away from that game thinking less of Florida State. I came away from uh, that game thinking more of Florida State. If you can go win an, a, a conference championship game, with your third-team quarterback, my, you, my opinion of you goes way up. So this, this is a committee that is just like the basketball committee. It has a God complex. They think they're in charge of everything. They think they can foresee the future. They think they know what kind of team Florida State is without its quarterback. We've seen what kind of team Florida State is without its quarterback, and I just described it, a yep. team that perseveres. So if you want to put Alabama in, I wish they'd just tell the truth, whatever the truth is. But this idea that they didn't have their quarterback, so they're not the same team, uh, I think that was just a crutch and an excuse to make sure that they avoided all the uh, fallout of leaving the SEC out. Well, and I'll just add to that. If the ACC was down uh, and Florida State played nobody in non-conference play, it'd be a different conversation, right? But Florida State played LSU and Florida, two SEC schools in the mm -hmm. non-conference. so. That undefeated, even though it's with a different quarterback, I think should have been enough to hold up. Let's talk about Florida State because one of the immediate reactions in this world we live in of realignment is why doesn't Florida State just go get some money now, pay the exit fee, and get into the SEC? I know the 12-team playoff looks different next year, 
But let's start with you, Jenny. Does this further the narrative that Florida State needs to get into one of those power conferences? Well, I mean, obviously the ACC has, you know, it was top heavy for a long time. Clemson obviously running roughshod, but Clemson had sort of established itself um, even with, you know, Florida State not as good and some other teams in the ACC not as good. They just established themselves as, you know, such a powerhouse. It didn't matter if the ACC didn't have anybody that could really test them. So now, it, I mean, I don't, but truthfully, guys, I don't know if the if ACC was really what felled Florida State. I mean, I, I really don't. I mean, yes, they didn't play a really tough schedule when it comes to that ACC uh, round of teams, but I think it's more about the quarterback situation. And maybe this does hasten what Florida State, what trigger they feel like they can pull. I don't know if one exists. It sounds like they've been looking for it and trying to pull it uh, throughout the last few months and haven't been able to do it. So I don't know if it miraculously appears. But I I think it's an interesting question. But obviously the 12-team playoff changes so much calculus moving forward because, you know, next year they're in. They're easily in next year with 12 teams. So if you win your conference and you feel like you can be dominant in your conference – and you're and you're a power conference. I don't know if we can call it Power Five anymore with the Pac-12 going away. But why wouldn't you stay? Why wouldn't you try to be the king of, of the conference and you know punch your ticket year after year after year? I think that's a position Florida State's in. So I don't think they leave. But I mean, I think it's at least a co- it's got to be a topic of conversation among the Seminole big boosters today. Yeah, well, let me let me say this about Florida State. There are a lot of blather about leaving the ACC. Um, it's if they could leave the ACC, they would have left the ACC long ago. For one thing, they don't have an invitation anywhere else, and number two, they don't have the contractual attorneys to get them out of the grant of rights. They can't take the financial risk, so um, they got to ride this ACC thing out. So I don't, you know, I think they clearly were penalized for being in the ACC, and maybe deservedly so. Alabama had a better schedule, and if you compare their the two the two schedules of the teams, you end up with two outliers. And the two outliers are that Alabama lost to Texas and Alabama beat Georgia. Everything else between the two is pretty even. So um, you know, it just comes down to how do you feel about Alabama going one and one against super monsters? And I actually I don't have a problem with Alabama getting it over Florida State in that regard. Well, Florida State's not the only team that would that would be well served to consider its future elsewhere. Any anyone who's not in the Big Ten and the SEC is going to be in that situation. I mean, and, and we've been reading the room that way for a while now, um, since Network officially took over the direction of realignment, and then money officially ruled the direction that teams were going to go within that realignment. So this 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 hits home a little harder, I think, to, to Todd's question about the need to be uh, in either the Big Ten or the SEC moving forward. I mean, you could you could make a case this is essentially two uh, Big Ten teams against two SEC teams in the playoff, if you consider where the, the Longhorns and the, and the Huskies are headed. Um, I want to circle back to uh, Barry's point about 27-24 Alabama and Auburn uh, just a week before yesterday's game. It feels like several weeks ago, but it, that was a week before the Tide beat the Bulldogs. They They performed a miracle in Auburn and, and converted on fourth and however long to win 31, that. 31, 31. Yeah, fourth and 31. <laughs> and so if, 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 if everyone's landing on, let's get the four best teams in the playoff, not the four most deserving even. Well, 
doesn't this really become the four best teams over the weekend? Yeah. Because this is this was eight days ago. Alabama should have lost at Auburn. Uh, Texas, in to start November, should have lost at home to Kansas State and could have lost the next week to TCU. This isn't the same TCU team that made the, the, the national championship game a, a year ago. Um, this, which, this, it, it just shows, goes to show that even um, when Bill Hancock, the CFP executive director, says, as he did a week ago, we, we need to be clear, this is the four best teams, not the four most deserved teams. Well, you could even spill water on the four best teams if you wanted to be selective about when this, these four teams were at their best. And so um, there's just a lot that's, that's cloudy here. It's, it's sort of always been cloudy to, to, to Barry's point about, uh, you know, the God complex of the committee. And that's, again, why I go back to, well, if you have 12 and not four, maybe they screw up less. If this is going to be the structure moving forward, at least we know that, at least we know we've got at least half the field uh, six of the 12, if you want to draw a line down the middle, either both did not only deserve it of a shot, but really five or six of the best teams in the 12 team field. Hey, Jenny, let me ask you and Garen a question uh, about what we talked about on the ride home last night. Did you really think it was possible this committee was not going to have an SEC team in the 14 playoff? I mean, did you, did you really think to me, that's incomprehensible. I didn't think there was any way they would ha- let that happen. I, I just, mean, I just, it, the, the fallout would be so huge upon the sport, but also upon that committee. For all I know, we'd have a new committee next year if there was no SEC team in this four-team field. Well, I mean, I think that when you think about it sort of on a very individual level, I mean, yeah, it's, it's hard to think about the committee members, you know, pulling that trigger. But I thought if they, they, you know, so often we've seen them value conference champions, obviously undefeated conference champions. It's been almost automatic that those teams have been in the field throughout the, uh, the time that they've been overseeing this playoff. So I thought it was possible. But, you know, we talk about, well, SEC and all this. I mean, I understand the power of the SEC, but. To me, if you start digging down, I mean, like we're talking, like Garen's talking about, you know, with the Iron Bowl and Auburn, like Auburn's not any great, you know, world beater. There are great teams in the SEC, Alabama, Georgia. But if you start going past those two, I mean, they're good, but they're not, they're not the, the caliber that, you know, you're thinking, oh my gosh, you know, everybody's Georgia in the SEC. So I think because of that, my thought is, yeah, I mean, Alabama had a great marquee win against Georgia. No doubt about that. But I felt like if you start looking at some of these other games, and especially four non-conference games, yes, they played Texas, but they lost to Texas. But then some of these non-conference games, they're gimmies, they're layups in the SEC. At some point, I feel like you got to say, man, that's not even a game that you are – there's no threat of losing that. There's no chance they lose that. So maybe they drill down. Maybe they say, you know what? We see a reason to go with Florida State. I realize the brand. I realize the power. But I think it's it's possible to see a way to say Florida State deserves it over Alabama, over Georgia to be in the playoff. What, uh... Barry, I, I just want to add to that. I also think with what Jenny's saying, you can also throw your hands up and say, 
Listen, Greg Zanke, I understand that you're upset, but you're going to get three or four teams in every year starting next year. I think that would be an easy way to get over leaving an SEC team out. In fact, it might even argue for why we need a 12-team playoff and make it a little bit more popular with some of those that don't like it right now. They would listen. If they had left the if they had left the SEC out of this 14 playoff, there was not going to be any discussions. There was not going to be any uh, opportunity for them to state their case. They were going to be water hosed down the Trinity River to whatever uh, leads to the Mississippi and blown into the Gulf of Mexico. That's what was going to happen to this committee if they'd left the SEC out of this playoff. I just didn't see any way if the SEC played its way out of the playoff, okay. But if there was any chance an SEC team could could, uh, sneak into this playoff, it was going to happen because of the power structure of college football. If Auburn beats out, if Auburn beats Alabama, Alabama still plays Georgia, right, for the SEC championship. Yeah. Yep. There's your, there. There would have been your avenue if it's Auburn it's had it's played it's defense. Right. If Auburn had played defense like it should have on 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 the uh, on what they call it, grave digger. Is that what Saban called the? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, if no, they, Milrow called it that. Yeah. Yeah. If, if Auburn had defended that reason rationally, and Alabama had then turned around as a two-loss team and, and taken out Georgia in the SEC championship, then the question becomes, does the committee keep Georgia in the playoff? That, and, right. and then yeah. and and maybe can, they do. Maybe I they do. They would have. Yeah, I think Florida State would have got in in the, that case. Well, l- let me just throw this at you, and we'll, we'll start with you this time, Barry. Is Georgia the team that has a complaint here? If we're taking the no. four best teams, I watched no. Alabama-Georgia no. yesterday, and they're definitely one of the four best teams in college football. Georgia is? I think so. Which one are they better than in the top four? I, not honestly, Alabama. I, 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 think, I, I think Texas. It, Texas beat what, Alabama. In September, they beat Alabama. Tuscaloosa. <laughs> you, you got the right preposition, but you got the, right, the wrong word we, following it. Not in September, in Tuscaloosa. Go ahead, Garen. No, no, but again, but this is this we're this many this many discussion here. They're arguing what are we going to call? That's that's I'm circling back to this weekend. These were the four best. This weekend, these were the four best teams, right? Yeah. I mean, th- th- but we can we can do this every week. Were you going to call Alabama one of the four best teams the week before after their escape against Auburn? Were you going to call Texas one of the four best teams just a few weeks ago, November? When they should have lost to, they should have again lost to K State in Austin, if not for Chris Kleiman's decision to uh, eschew a field goal in overtime, or screwed around with TCU the next week. I mean, it's just right. I mean, that I don't want. Here's what I. Here's what. Here's the. Here are three words I don't ever want to hear out of the mouth of anyone related to the committee after after this season and how this finished this year. Body of work. That's a good one. I like it. Yeah. I, mean, I, like I it. mean, that that starts with Florida State, right? The fact that thirteen and zero Florida State isn't in this thing completely dumps on body of work. Yeah. yeah. Now, well, I will say this: uh, Jacko mentioned the ACC. I think in the end, the ACC sort of uh, sort of was the uh, the prime suspect in in nailing Florida State because. Yeah, Florida State played a good non-conference schedule, one of the better ones. They also had a conference schedule that included Boston College, Wake Forest, Syracuse, and Pitt. And even the, even the mediocrity of the SEC in the middle is far superior to that. So 
I think Clemson, in the end, Clemson had that same conference schedule for years, yeah. Barry, and they dominated yeah. college well, football. No, you're yeah. right, but and, but they also didn't have the circumstances we had this year. Look and, at no, you're right. They did. They did. They did win. But and here's the thing to remember: this has actually happened now twice in ten years, where the committee has ranked a one-loss team above an unbeaten Power Five. They did it in year number one, 2014. Mm-hmm. And that was Florida State at 13-0. and 0. Now, Florida State got into the field. They were in the top four. I think they were ranked fourth. But one, two, and three, uh, two of the three ahead of them had one loss. So they've done this before to Florida State and the ACC. They just haven't done it uh, with the line of being in or out. Well, Texas, uh, I, would, I, I, would, I would say in – piggybacking off the ACC didn't do Florida State any favors I don't see the Big 12 doing Texas any favors and they uh and they you know they lost a Big 12 game <laughs> and, are, and are getting in um, and that's that's kind of to my point and I think you might be making the same point Garen everyone talks about Texas versus Alabama Texas versus Alabama why doesn't the nine game conference schedule difference matter as much as that yeah. one game yeah yeah um and I and I and look, I I'm not espousing the uh, SEC conspiracy. I mean, Lord knows there's enough of that to go around without us contributing to it. But isn't it interesting that um, that Ella? This is what's so. It's it's not that the ACC the ACC didn't help out didn't help Florida State. There's no doubt about that. But I thought there would be a counterweight in the fact that. Florida State's two bigger, you know, two most notable non-conference wins were against SEC programs. And I know Florida's not that great this year. LSU didn't turn out to be. They were five, I think, when they played way back when. Yeah. They're not they're they're not five now. They may have the Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback, but they're not the fifth ranked team in the country. I thought that would be a counterbalance uh to any anything that that hurt Florida State by playing in a in a uh, watered down ACC this year. All right, last question for you guys, and you can pick either one of the two games or both of them, and we'll start with you, Garen. What do you think of the matchups that we have? Texas-Washington is certainly interesting with Sark against his old club and Alabama-Michigan, uh, two two programs that right now a lot of people that are college football fans love to hate taking <laughs> on each other in the first round. Yeah, you said it. Gosh, I was I was hoping the committee would keep out Michigan just to annoy Jim Harbaugh, but that that was asking for, for way too much apparently. Um. Yeah, no, the games are going to be great. And even even as much as I've railed against the four-team system, uh, I still sat down and was was uh, transfixed by most of the semifinals, most of the semifinals over the over the time we've had a four-team structure. These are, these are going to be really really good games. Um I I you know, recency bias, personal bias since I sat and watched in, you know, with my own eyes what Texas did to Oklahoma State yesterday. I I think the Longhorns are in a pretty good spot. I really do. Um We'll we'll see if uh, there's any residue from you know Xavier Worthy getting knocked around uh, on that play against OSU, um, but uh, I I kind of like I kind of, I hate to say this in Oklahoma, but I, I kind of think Texas has got a little juice to it. Does that does that mean that uh, that they've uh, they're, they're, have you, anyone seen lines for these games yet? They put are there such not thing? yet. Yeah, I'm not even. I don't think they'll be favored even in that game, um, but I. I, again, given how they played yesterday, over the weekend, um, and if they can, and we've all talked about, we all know this from covering of college football as long as we have. It feels like the the postseason is uh, is like another 
it's not a couple of weeks, it's it's several months because there's such a different vibe to teams that, that leave a conference championship weekend and go into a bowl. But uh, if Texas is able to maintain even most of its juice from how they looked at Jerry World yesterday, I, I really I sort of like their chances going forward. Here's the uh, opening lines real quick. Michigan minus two and Texas minus four are the lines. Texas is favored. Okay. Mm -hmm. Interesting. You know, it strikes me, guys, as as I look at these four teams, that Washington is suddenly America's team. I mean, they're the easily the most lovable team in this field of four. I mean, who who wants to cheer? If, unless you're a fan of Michigan, you're not cheering for Jim Harbaugh. You're not cheering for Wolverines. You know, all the cheating scandal, Harbaugh missing six games because of uh, things he did that, that deserved to be uh, punished. So, how you know, a lot of people are not in love with the Wolverines. Texas and, you know, their fans can grate on you. Uh, just that superiority air that they carry around and then obviously Alabama making the field in the first place over Florida State's going to make them a big enemy for a lot of people and then just the overall you know tradition and dynasty of the Crimson Tide I I don't think anybody's going to be pulling for Nick Saban so to me Washington is the team that if you're not a if you're not a fan of any of these teams you're you can easily pull for the Huskies a you know rebuild job that has hit the accelerator um, in the last couple of years they fire a coach a couple of years ago Michael Penix obviously great story uh, at quarterback transferring and really carrying them so you know and and I, the Pac-12 was really good this year so the fact that the Huskies finish undefeated win the win the league. I guess if you want to say they're part of the exodus that killed the Pac-12, okay. But compared to the rest of these teams, I got to think people will be pulling for the Huskies. But I'm with Garen. I think Texas is in a great spot. I mean, I, th- I think both games semifinals are going to be really good matchups. Um, I, I don't know if I'll make picks yet here. I don't feel like I have to. So nobody's here twisting my arm. So I'm not going to. But I think both games will be really good matchups. I would say that the most underseeded team in this whole sordid affair is the Washington Huskies. They should have been number one. They've produced more this season than anybody else. Michigan's schedule comes down to about uh, three games, two of which were against uh, squads that uh, really can't get out of its own way, and then Ohio State. Washington's played a much deeper schedule. I think Washington should have been seeded number one. I think they uh, they will have a, a really good chance to beat Texas. I think Texas is hot. But the other game is so fascinating. Who knew that in the year of our Lord, 2023, we could have a game where Nick Saban is the sympathetic figure. And that's the guy that America's got to put its arms around and say, come on, Nick, you can do it. Do it for us all. So the Michigan, the Michigan-Alabama game is just, a, you know, it's just Shakespearean. So, um we got a great final four. I will say that, committee. Uh, you're mostly full of crap and everything you do, but you did produce a pretty good final four. All right. Well, we four all want to thank our production team, our producer, Jacqueline Musgrove, creative director, Michael Lane, uh, Michael Martin, Bobby Howard behind the scenes for making this happen. It's going to be a fun one. We're looking forward to watching it. Don't forget to follow all of us at selloutcrowd.com. Subscribe, like these podcasts, all that good stuff. What do the kids do, Barry? Like, subscribe, comment. Uh, they Spotify and they uh, Amazon and they do some other things like that. <laughs> there you go. Do Love all those things. I don't understand. <laughs> do all those things and we would appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time right here at Sellout Crowd. <laughs>